Hello everyone, my name is Katie Green and I am so happy for you to be joining me today on the Green Growing Podcast as we think about the basics of SEL. Now a little bit about me, um, again my name is Katie Green, I'm from Dover, New Hampshire and I'm entering my sixth year teaching animal science and veterinary science um, at the Dover Regional Career Technical High School and um, Tech Center in New Hampshire. I'm a lifelong New Englander and I am really passionate about socio-emotional learning and how it fits into classroom management. So today I want to talk to you about what even is SEL? Talk about how it's probably used in your ag classroom without you even knowing it and how do we connect this to how do, we, how do we connect SEL to our practice and how do we move forward with it? So I kind of want to invite you to settle in here. Maybe check in with your body before we get started. You know, maybe, maybe you're, you're in the car or you've been sitting at your desk for a while. Maybe you just need to shrug your shoulders up and down, wiggle your jaw around, wiggle your head around, kind of loosen up a little bit. Maybe you notice, you know, there's some tension. You can take a couple deep breaths kind of try to melt that tension off. Now, what even is SEL? What is socio-emotional learning? Well, the Collaborative for Academic and Socio-Emotional Learning um, defines SEL as the process through which children and adults acquire and effectively apply the knowledge, attitudes, and skills necessary to understand and manage emotions, set and achieve positive goals, feel and show empathy for others, and establish and maintain positive relationships, as well as make responsible decisions. Now, that's a lot of words, but key things we can pick up of, this relates to children and adults, and we're really thinking about kind of five core areas. Self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, so awareness of those around us, relationships, and responsible decision-making. And when we work on skills in these five areas, analysis shows great improvements to students' attitudes towards themselves and others, improvements in grades, self-confidence, boosts in mental health, um, more aptitude in communication skills, um, more quality development of per interpersonal relationships. We also see a decrease in risk-taking behaviors. Um, and we, all, we talk about how it improves relationships a lot, so that interpersonal connection, but it's also building skills in the individual to persist through challenge, to encourage self-motivation and discipline and manage stress effectively. And this all comes down to, um, is socio-emotional learning is really able to help change our cognitions and our frame of mind. And this is because of neuroplasticity. Our brains, once they learn something, they aren't set in their ways. Um, we can actually rewire our brains to react to things differently, um, to rewire, you know, how we think about things, how we approach things. So encouraging the use and development of socio-emotional skills is going to help in that. So a big thing to remember 
is that SEO often, um, you know, it's marketed as curriculum, it's marketed um, in so many different ways, but it's really, it's not a, a quick thing. It's not going to happen overnight. It's just like building a growth mindset. Um, and growth mindset, it's a socio-emotional skill. Um, it's a process and it's our job as a facilitator to encourage this development of what are going to become really deeply rooted skills, cognitive processes and habits. Um, and it truly is a practice. It's a process and a practice. There are going to be road bumps and regression, um, but overcoming these challenges is really what's going to help build resilience that we want in the end. Um, resilience is really, you know, part of the self-management area. Um, and from the teacher perspective, we do need to be models and practitioners of these socio-emotional skills as well. Um, we cannot effectively model and guide if we're not willing to do some of the work as well. And that's why adults are included in the definition of this. Um, it looks a little bit different. There are some really great books out there about adult socio-emotional skills. Um, a little bit different than adolescents, just because we have more mature brains so we can approach things a little bit differently. Um, but, you know, again, if we're not willing to do the activities, if we're not willing to think and have the conversations too, um, the students aren't going to not only buy in, but they're not going to have an effective model to which to connect their beginning practice to. Um, we don't have to be perfect. I'm not saying that you have to be perfect in this in order to get your, your students to get something out of this. But you can be a work in progress, and that's actually a really powerful statement to the students because it shows that they can be a work in progress too, and it's safe to do so because the adult in the room is also doing this. So now that we know a little bit about what SEL is, just a little bit, this is where I'm going to blow some of your minds. Now you're going to think, okay, you know, I don't have time to do this, or I don't really do this, or I don't know what's going on. But I believe that you already are doing some sort of socio-emotional learning in your classroom. If you do things like daily check-ins or mindset work, so like positive growth mindsets, you're building self-awareness skills in your students. So you've already checked off one of the areas. If you do anything related to goal setting or planning or incorporate brain breaks, class walks, um, anything like that to break up some of the monotony where it's just in your routine, you're building self-management skills with your students. Another box checked off. If you have your students do service projects, either as a chapter or service learning individually, if you talk about ethics or sustainability in your classroom, um, if you talk about ways that your chapter can, you know, reach out or impact the community, ag literacy, things like that, you're building social awareness in your students. Another box. If you have your students, you know, filling out record books and in SAEs, um, making choices for what's going to go into a national chapter award, making choices about what's going on the meeting agenda, um, 
planning really anything, um, either individually as a team, FFA, school projects, you are help encouraging responsible decision-making. Another box. And lastly, if you do any sort of, you know, officer training, officer retreats, um, chapter meetings, you know, team building games, stuff like that, you are helping build relationship skills in your students. So again, the last box, you've hit all five areas of socio-emotional learning. Our three circle model in AgEd builds on these five areas pretty handily and gives opportunities for us to really hone in on them and cultivate them. Um, the life skills earned in FFA and SAE, the hands-on nature of our classrooms, are the experiential learning and opportunities in which SEL truly thrives. Um, often we tend to focus on um, kind of as a as you know what we can improve on. So often we tend to focus on the the team building aspect to hear through CDEs, chapter officers, chapter as a whole, um, academics, group work. Um, we often tend to miss more of the internal piece, so the individual, the self-awareness and the self-management. That is where I t I, we tend to be a little bit weaker on um, because we often don't make that explicit enough. It's really easy to be like, today we're team building. So that, you know, that's relationship skills. It's a little bit more explicit. Whereas sometimes with the exception of like goal setting, it's really hard to kind of think about um, that internal work. But if you're not totally convinced that you're already doing SEL in your classroom, let's think about how this how um, this could apply to a team agri-science fair project, for example. Um, so they're definitely going to be using decision-making skills and relationship skills just to be able to address their hypothesis and work together, um, deciding their materials and methods, planning their experimental design, communicating with each other about how they're going to do that, how they're going to manage the work as a team. Um, they might have some social awareness built in if they their um, hypothesis connects to a community impact. Maybe it's soil quality, water quality, um, some sort of like improving efficiency in something. They might need a little bit more support in the self area. Um, Perhaps, you know, they need to figure out a way for them to measure their individual impact into the project. Um, you could have them journal their thoughts on the progress, or at the beginning, they can identify what strengths they're bringing in. Their partner identifies the strengths and they figure out, okay, we can build a project based on our strengths. Um, they can set goals that way. So again, starting with the self and then connecting it to the team. And they can also figure out what they're gonna need from each other through these types of exercises. And you might already be doing, if you do agri-science fair, you might be doing something very similar with your students already. Or maybe you're encouraging this in group work. So take a moment and just think about maybe one lesson, FFA activity, and what of the five kind of SEL categories you are already building and refining that maybe you weren't aware of before. So again, they are self-awareness, 
self-management, social awareness, responsible decision-making, and relationship skills. So what are you already doing? So now that you've had a moment to think about that, um, how do we connect this to our current practice and moving forward? Now, I'm not asking you, by giving you kind of this information, I'm not asking you to add more to your plate. Really, we're just thinking about how we can use socio-emotional learning to help improve our students in our current practices. Now, a lot of times people think about SEL as a classroom management strategy. I'm here to tell you that it's not that simple. Um, SEL can help classroom management, but it is not its own classroom management. It's often part of a system. And really, it's about being proactive. Um, so I believe in being proactive as possible when it comes to how things work in my classroom. So I establish as clear routines and structures as possible. Um, I co-create group norms with my students, which means that, you know, we work together to build the rules of engagement, as it were. Um, I try to lead with consistency and compassion. Um, and we build our classroom community informed by socio-emotional skill building and trauma-informed learning. So being aware of what's going on in your classroom. And obviously it's not going to be perfect. There, I don't think there is a perfect approach to classroom management. There's always going to be dysregulation and behaviors. They're going to happen. But it's all about how you prepare and respond to the, those moments. So when you're intentional about developing self-awareness and management, you're providing students themselves with the tools for dealing with and recovering from behaviors, for example. Um, so students who are stressed and they're freaking out because they're all stressed. What do you do about it? Well, they could use breathing, movement, or mindfulness to regulate themselves. Um, you just might need to remind them to use that. A student who immediately shuts down when you give them a project, you could encourage them and assist them in creating those smaller goals that are more manageable. They have say in it, they choose the goals, they make the decisions. Um, if you have a student who's overusing a cell phone, use that to start a conversation about the negative impacts it has on them or the room. Um, have them self-identify what is not helping them with that. And then they can decide how to change their behavior. Um, and again, some of these things that I've worked with my students, they're ongoing. They're definitely, you know, not one size fits all. Um, really, SEL helps make students more equipped to learn, which is going to make your classroom management easier to handle. And again, it's not going to be perfect. Now, kind of wrapping up here, I want you to think about something that your students have struggled with. Maybe it's stress, maybe it's mental health, um, and consider what tweaks, just again, just little tweaks that you can make in your teaching practice to support them in overcoming that using socio-emotional skill developing. So you don't have to go big here. I'm not asking you to add something to your plate, as I mentioned. 
Um, it could be as easy as incorporating more breaks, um, showing them different types of breaks, and then they can choose what they need in that moment. Um, you could change your startup routine to bring in more self-awareness of where they're at for the day. You could create a go-to strategy for dealing with C uh, CDE jitters. Um, you could scaffold and demonstrate organization strategies that students could use as a model and take it and make it their own. Um, all of these things are going to help the student improve and grow. Um, you could also, if you're more interested in really digging into SEL and trying to find, you know, an area to work on, um, you could choose a specific SEL competency that you want to cultivate and develop practices from there. So maybe you really want to focus in on self-awareness. So you're really going to focus on daily check-ins or sign-outs, things like that. Um, so I just wanted to let you know that I am in your corner. If you want to talk more about this, if you want more resources or to brainstorm, feel free to reach out to me through the specialist teacher roster on the G&G website. You can find me, Katie Green, under the classroom strategy section. Um, I have a takeaway there that has um, some further reading if you want to really dive into more specific SEL strategies, because obviously I have, don't have time today. Um, so, and some more helpful tools there, including um, my guide to building co-creating class norms and some team building activities. And I truly want to thank you for joining me today. Again, don't hesitate to reach out to me. My contact information is, again, on the specialist roster page. Um, and I really look forward to maybe hearing from you and seeing how you would like to use the basics of SEL to make your classroom a healthier and more regulated place. Thank you and have a great rest of your day.